we've got breaking news, and it looks like we are going now to the Elections Department of Maricopa County in downtown Phoenix. Let's listen in. We appreciate your time and your patience. Uh, today, uh, I have Chairman of the Board of Supervisors, that is Chairman Bill Gates, and most of you have met him at one point or another. Also, Recorder Stephen Richer with us today to talk a little bit more about numbers and what we've seen, and uh, and the number of early ballots also uh, dropped off on Election Day. We hit a record this year, as uh, as many of you and we've discussed with you over the last couple of days. So uh, with that, I'll turn it over to uh, Chairman Gates to say a few words and uh, talk about some of the items we're seeing out there. Great. Thanks, Fields. Great to see everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Um, really thrilled to be joined by our partner, Stephen Richer, uh, from the recorder's office, our county recorder. Uh, at the Board of Supervisors, which I chair, we have five of us on the board. Our responsibility within the elections process is for tabulation and for running uh, election day operations. So I want to talk about how many votes have already been counted. We've already had over 1.1 million votes uh, counted and recorded here in Maricopa County in the 2022 general election. We have about 400 to 410,000 more to be counted. Now, uh, in the 8 o'clock hour tonight, we're going to be reporting more numbers. But let me be clear, that's 8 o'clock hour. Don't expect it at 8 o'clock. Sometime between 8 and 9, uh, that's when we will be seeing uh, our, our latest reporting numbers. It will be more than the 62,000 last night, but not significantly more. So if you're interested in that, pay attention at the 8 o'clock hour. Um, so, I, why is it taking the amount of time it's taking? A lot of people are talking about this. Well, first of all, it's very standard. This is how things work in Arizona and have for decades. And this is due in part because of mail-in voting, and Recorder Richard's going to talk about that more. But I told this group uh, that we anticipated 90 to 95 percent, or sorry, 95 to 99 percent of the ballots to be counted by Friday. That's tomorrow. But I'm here to tell you the goalposts have changed, all right? And the reason that the goalposts have changed is because wonderful news, the great participation we had on Election Day. And in particular, we had 290,000 mail-in ballots dropped off at our vote centers on Election Day. That broke the previous record by 70%. So we saw great involvement, and as Recorder Richard can talk about more, there's a process under Arizona law that we have to go through, signature verifi verification, and that takes a while. When those ballots came in on Tuesday, that means that his team couldn't even start until Wednesday. So that's part of why we're seeing those goalposts change a little bit. But we've always told folks that we would be working through this three-day weekend. Veterans Day is tomorrow. That's a holiday here, but we will be working Friday. We will be working Saturday, and we will be working Sunday to move through these ballots so that we can get through the 400,000 to 410,000 that we're still working on. Uh, there were 17,000. Uh, we, we have counted all the votes for people who actually showed up on Election Day and put a ballot into the tabulator. We have about 17,000 left from Election Day. These were the ones that were not read by the tabulator and were put into door three. We're starting on that tabulation now on that 17,000. Again, that is part of the full 400 to 410,000 amount. Again, to those people who are demanding that we work 
that that we move faster with the count. I want to be very clear about the work that's already being done by the permanent staff here at Maricopa County Elections. They are already working 14 to 18 hours a day. They are making a great commitment. They knew what they were getting into, but there's a plan that we've already put in place, and that involves them working that many hours in a day. We can't go any further than that. We are doing what we can and still maintaining accuracy. Um, we've heard a lot of people talking about other states recently and the fact that they, you know, allegedly count the ballots faster. And one, for whatever reason, that people love to talk about is Florida. So I just wanted to look. Florida's a beautiful state. Uh, love Disney World. Love going down there. But I just wanted to address a couple things on that to make sure we understand what's going on. We have different laws in the state of Arizona than in Florida. Florida does not allow for mail-in ballots to be dropped off on, at voting locations on election day. So they don't allow it at all. We do. We had 290,000 dropped off here. Also, Florida early voting closes the Sunday before election day. In Arizona, we allow for drop-off through and on election day. And also, Florida has a shorter period for voters to cure, to cure signatures. And it's also very important for us to realize that no county or state is done with counting right now. When people say, how could that be? Well, here's the issue. We have so many close races that everyone is still paying attention to Maricopa County. Those other states, like Florida, those races were blowouts. Nobody's paying attention anymore. Again, I don't say this to criticize any other states, but just for people to understand. This is how we do things in Maricopa County. We follow the law. These are the laws that were put in place by the state legislature. And finally, I do just want to say thank you so much as we approach Veterans Day to all those veterans across Maricopa County and our country for all they have done to protect this precious right that we're all enjoying. And with that, I'll turn it back to Fields. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So Recorder Richard is here. He's uh, got some numbers to share as well, especially related to those early ballots that were dropped off on Election Day. Recorder. All right, my name is Stephen Richer. I am the Maricopa County Recorder. I am a board of one, uh, but I work with all five members of the Board of Supervisors, and together we partner in elections, as Bill mentioned. I am responsible for voter registration and early voting, um, and then hand things over. Yesterday, which feels like an eternity ago, I gave you some numbers, and so I want to update you on those numbers. Uh, I mentioned that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we had received 86,000, approximately 86,000 early ballots. So we scanned those in to make sure they all came from valid voters. We make sure, made sure that the voter hadn't voted more than once. And then we signature verified all those, and they went through the audit queue as well in signature verification. Then it goes to a bipartisan team that takes it out of that envelope, make sure that the ballot isn't damaged, make sure that the voter hasn't written in red ink, for instance, and make sure that the voter hasn't, for instance, build coffee on the ballot, anything that would disrupt the tabulation process. All of those ballots have now been transferred to the Board of Supervisors, and I believe some of them came out in last night's tabulation results. I mentioned that on Monday we received back 52,000 early ballots. 
All those have similarly been processed and signature verified and delivered to the Board of Supervisors. Then, as Bill mentioned, we received 292,000 early ballots that were dropped off on Election Day. So we can't begin this process any earlier because those ballots are dropped off at the voting location, they're sealed in their envelopes, we picked them up at the end of the night after all voters have left all the polls, we, sent, we spent the night organizing them and then getting them ready for that scanning process. We began signature verification yesterday at 7 a.m. and we have already gotten through 250,000 of those signature verifications, which leaves approximately 42,000 signatures to be verified. My team is also responsible for checking the back end on any provisional ballots cast on election day. Those are for people who um, might not have been able to vote or had a discrepancy in their voter profile such that they had to cast a ballot that had to be checked. There were 8,000 of those, which is historically low, but we have gone through all of those and we have determined the status. Additionally, there are 15,000 ballots that are currently in curing status. This is for ballot packets that we have originally marked to be a non-matching signature or no signature. We are in the process of attempting to cure as many of those as possible. We have up until five business days after Tuesday election day to contact the voter through any means possible, through mail, through phone call, through text, through email, to determine if it was indeed the voter who sent in that ballot. Lastly, Bill mentioned the unique nature of states or the, the, nature, the different nature of states that are heavy mail states, so I pulled some additional statistics. Many of our western neighbors are all mail states. Arizona is not an all mail state. You have to request a ballot or you have to be on the active early voting list. That being said, the vast majority of our ballots do come back through that early ballot process for which I'm responsible. In 2020, that number was approximately 91%. In the August 2022 primary, that number was approximately 85%. Looking at some of our all mail Western neighbors. Utah is currently at 61% tabulation. Nevada is currently at 83%. Oregon at 73%. Washington at 66%. And California at 46%. So Arizona and Maricopa County are very much consistent with that. We will not compromise the signature verification process and the ballot processing process because that is instrumental to ensuring the integrity of the ballots before they are sent to the board for tabulation. Thanks. You're listening to a news conference on KTAR, the election officials in Maricopa County. I'm going to start on this side of the room today, because I believe I started on the left yesterday. Do we have any questions over here? Please. Yes. Stephen, you responded to something online on Twitter. Somebody suggested that Maricopa County might need to look into laws and rules around the elections. I'm wondering, do you think that Maricopa County needs to change the um, the post-election day tabulation and um, count process? Is that sort of what you were saying online? Maricopa County doesn't set the rules. Uh, the rules are set by state statute, and state statute does allow you to drop off that early ballot until 7 p.m. on Election Day. So whether or not that should be changed will be left to the determination of the state legislature. Sometimes it is awkward to be caught between... Um, Two competing interests. One competing interest in this public policy discussion is the interest in making it as easy to vote as possible, such that you can drop off your early ballot without having to wait in line as late as you want, as late as up until 7 p.m. The other competing interest is, of course, 
everyone wants results faster, and, and we share that wish, but we still have to go through those processes that I described earlier. Now, Arizona does... Uh, cut off at 7 p.m. on election night. We are a receipt state. Some states are postmarked states, such as, I believe, state of Utah. You have to postmark it by the Monday before Tuesday election day. Um, but those have long been the rules in Arizona. And uh, the only difference is is the growing popularity of dropping your ballot off on election day. I don't know what that says about us Arizonans, but uh, maybe it's just convenience. But in 2014, for the November general election, that number was 112,000 dropped off on election day. 2016, 170, 2018, 168, and 2020, 172, which, as Bill mentioned, represents that 70% increase. I guess, though, in your official capacity, would you recommend that change to the state legislature? When, when we are in the process that we currently are, it sure would be nice to have had those quite a few days earlier because that original note, and I, I noted this every single day of the month of October, that if you get your ballot back to us you know, before the weekend, uh, it would be part of the 8 p.m. results. In a perfect world, in my perfect world, everyone would vote through the early ballot processing because that's what I oversee, and they would all have their ballot to us before by Friday, before Tuesday, Election Day, such that we could immediately release 100% of the results. Cameron, did you have something? Yes. All right, so let's go to Cameron, and I'll go to Bianca, okay? Um, so Cameron Arkin with Red State. My question is for Chairman Gates. Um, you said a statement yesterday that roughly 70 voting centers had issues on Election Day. What cities were these most common, in, and do you plan on releasing a list of these locations at some point? Yeah, thank you for the question. Um, I can tell you that those locations were dispersed throughout the county. There wasn't a particular city or portion of the county that they were uh, that that they happened to be in. And as part, we made a statement as well where we said that they were we were going to do a deep dive as the board, the board of supervisors, to find out exactly what caused this and to make sure that it never happens again. And I can imagine that that you know that may be something that we would release as well as getting to that level of granularity on all 70 of those. Maricopa County election officials answering questions from the media about uh, the midterm elections in Arizona on KTAR. Toner cartridges were dropped off and letters were sent and just things were not appropriate. Can you just, you know, assure folks that what you did and, and that you do you firmly believe that you could have avoided all the issues we saw at those polling places on election day? Can you repeat the question? That uh, was a pretty long question. All right. <laughs> so she's asking if we could have done more on Election Day to prevent the issues with the printers. She mentioned toner cartridges. I haven't heard anything about toner cartridges or any uh, defects with toner cartridges. We've talked about how much uh, testing, rigorous testing was done, the same, the fact that we used the same paper, we used the same printers, we also, uh, in the primary as well. And we also used uh, the vote center tabulators. So I just wanted to get his thoughts. Okay. So did I describe the question well enough? Did you guys hear that? Yeah, no, we, we certainly appreciate the concerns. I've talked about that quite a bit over the past few days. But look, I've 
want to be very clear. No election is ever perfect. And that's why we have backup plans. And the backup plan that we used in that instance was the door number three. So that if the tabulator was not working, that people could place their ballot into door three to have it tabulated not there at the vote center, but here in Central Count. And by the way, the majority of Arizonans who vote on Election Day, that's exactly how it's done for them. They they do the ballots there, and the tabulation occurs at central count. Again, we understand that that there were problems that made an impact, that created inconvenience, and we're going to do better next time. All right, I'm going to go to Barbara Villa over here. And this question is for Stephen, if you could take it to the mic. <laughs> go ahead and ask your question. Okay, well, the question is, in terms of the manpower to cure these ballots, um, how is the workforce doing? Do you need more? How is it going? How is the work situation going? So uh, Barbara's asking uh, how, how the workforce is doing, considering the number of hours they're working and, uh, and long days, and, of course, working through the holiday weekend, and, and kind of, in general, what we're experiencing right now. Okay. So the question specifically related to curing, which, again, I'm in this every single day. I appreciate that you all are not. But that is when we originally mark a signature as a non-matching signature. It then goes to a manager queue. The manager has access not just to three signatures, but the whole voter's whole file. Every time that voter has voted early and returned a ballot affidavit envelope, the voter registration cards, any modifications to the voter registration status. If the manager also marks it as a non-matching signature, then it is then sent to curing. That process ended at 7 p.m. for any ballot affidavit envelope that did not have a signature. That's the deadline according to state law. As mentioned previously, for non-matching signatures, we have five business days in which to do that. We have committed over 30 temp workers to calling day and night to attempt to contact the workers. We had great success with this in the August primary. Of the 13,000-plus signatures that we were that were deemed non-matching in the August primary, we were able to cure the vast majority of those. We also have a text secure program. We have email. We have mail if you sent it in early enough. What we do is we ask for personal identifying information such as your mother's middle name or the last four of your social security such that we can confirm that it is who it is the intended voter but the signature didn't match for whatever reason. You're listening to KTAR, Maricopa County election officials, going over how many votes are still to be counted. We'll listen back in. Um, Carrie Lake's campaign has accused the county of, quote, slow rolling the results or, quote, selectively releasing Democratic heavy batches. Um, could you guys respond to that and sort of just walk us through, like, which ballots come out when and how you guys work through that? <clears throat> Yeah, thank you for that question. And, you know, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to answer this question because I do not want the people of Maricopa County to think that we're picking and choosing which ballots to tabulate. We do a, a we use an accounting concept, first in, first out. Uh, and, and that's how we, uh, we, we do the things. So when things come in first, when they come in on Friday, um, those, those are the ones that get processed by Recorder Richer and get tabulated 
and then the Saturdays come in and we do those, and then the Sundays come in and we do those. We're not picking and choosing which ballots are being used, uh, which ballots are being tabulated. So uh, I uh, under and the, and as far as the statement that we're slow rolling again, I think maybe uh, Carrie Lake is saying that because she hasn't followed elections as much as frankly I have the last twenty years. Because before I was on the board of supervisors and the Phoenix City Council, I was actually a Republican lawyer who was here in this building watching what was going on on behalf of the Republican Party. And I can remember 16 years ago being here for a close congressional race that some of you might remember, J.D. Hayworth versus Harry Mitchell. And I was here for days because that's how it works here in Arizona, because of some of the things that Recorder Richard has talked about and that I have with mail-in ballots. So we are absolutely not slow rolling it. And also, if their team would have been paying attention before this election, they would have heard us talk about this over and over again, that we were not going to have results on election night uh, or even the next day, that it was going to take several days. And quite frankly, it is offensive for Carrie Lake to say that these people behind me are slow rolling this when they're working 14 to 18 hours. So I really hope this is the end of that now. We can be patient and respect the results when they come out. Carrie Lake actually went a little further than that. She said that you guys, by name, Bill and Steven, she called you despicable on Charlie Kirk's show today. Just wondering if you're concerned about the increasingly heated rhetoric as this thing, as this goes on for the next few days, and concerned about safety, just concerned about what the potential impact might be in the coming days. You know what I'm concerned about? I'm concerned about getting this count done. And that's what everyone in this building is concerned about. Everybody needs to calm down a little bit. Turn the rhetoric down. That's the problem with what's going on in our country right now. Why does everything have to be that? You know, she can call us whatever name she wants to. We were elected... uh, Recorder Richer was elected by all of Maricopa County. I was only elected by District 3, and only about a million of us. That's what we were elected, to come here and do this job and get through and follow Arizona law and make sure this is done accurately. And by the way, for me, uh, my colleagues and I on the Board of Supervisors, we're actually in 51 lines of business. But I've been spending a lot of time down here at McTech, and it's great to be around these people every day. And so you know, let's show a little respect to them. Let's stop the name calling and let's get through all this. If, if I could, these folks have shown no willingness over the years to not name call. Uh, Mr. Fincham and Ms. Lake, could, could you confirm, number one, that those individuals did not take you up on the offer to come in here? And number two, I think it's part of our role. I think most of us have said that there is no reason to suggest that this is not a secure process. The folks here are doing the right thing. They're going through the signature verification process. My, my ask of you guys and my question to you is, we are doing our best to convey to the public here the rollout of these ballots here. And our understanding yesterday was that we were going to get most of Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And that did not quite happen yesterday. We only got 62,000, which from my standpoint, is okay, but the folks are looking, and there's one candidate in particular who is eager to announce that you guys could provide us a little bit more of an understanding of what to expect, even with tonight's ballot drop. A lot of folks are waiting for those Tuesday ballots to come out, which we believe will give an indication of where this is going. Could you guys offer what we should expect tonight among that little bit more than 62,000 and what we should expect in the days ahead? That would be helpful to think that. So you want confirmation about who was 
offered a tour and whether they took them up on the offer. Yeah. This is something we addressed in the press conference last week. Also, what a little more specificity, is that what you're asking yes. for, uh, right. as far as uh, expectations on the number of ballots? Yeah, right. yeah absolutely. No, that's a fair question, uh, to have a little more visibility. Again, we're working really hard to be transparent through this process. Again, like I said, the goalposts have changed a little bit because of what happened. All those late earlies being dropped off on Election Day. And we did really try and encourage people to get those in early. And actually, I, I would uh, also say the party leadership did that, too, on both sides. But, uh, again, we did 62,000 last night. We'll do more than that tonight, not significantly more. I don't want to tie us, tie the team to an exact number. And then you're going to see that now, uh, an evening drop in a similar type of number for several days. Tomorrow's a holiday, but everybody's working. Saturday is the weekend. Everybody's working. Sunday, everyone's working. So I would say anticipate this type of rhythm I don't want people to think there's going to be 200,000 reported on some day. It's not going to happen on any day. But something like this, 62, more tonight, and hopefully in that kind of rhythm, getting us through to the end. People need to understand that. Uh, and, again, we wish it could be quicker. But, again, we're dealing with Arizona law, and we're dealing with counting all of this accurately. Do we have an idea how many of those Tuesday ballots we're going to see? Oh, yeah. So tonight you will not see any of the Tuesday ballots. We're still getting through the weekend. And Tuesday. is the reason for the change? Is it the adjudication process? Can you walk us through kind of why we're only seeing 62? Yeah. So, well, I don't I don't think there – if Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that I indicated a specific number. What I did say, admittedly, was 95 to 99 percent by Friday. We're not going to hit that. But it's a variety of issues. All you know, some on Recorder Richard's side, some on our side. Some of the adjudication back here can slow things down. But again, the biggest single factor would be the large number of late earlies that came in on election day, 70 percent more than the previous record. Do you have an estimate about where you will be on? Friday. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that good at math to try and calculate that. Again, let's say somewhere around this 62, some more than that. You see that going? You know, every day you guys can do the math as we chip down from that 400,000 or 400,000 to 410,000 number. You're listening to KTAR. There's a press conference. Maricopa County election officials discussing the midterm election. Oh. Yeah. Let's Sorry, we're going to answer the question about the tours. Regarding the uh, the tour question, it's one of the things that I'm proud of that we've accomplished over the last two years is we have had a lot of individuals, business groups, social groups, political groups that have come through, Republican Party precinct committeemen, Democratic Party precinct committeemen. Uh, we made that offer to all candidates as well, several of whom took us up on that, and we were pleased to host them. Um, we made that offer to everyone in the state legislature as well, uh, quite a few of whom took us up on that offer, and so we, we, we give them Elections 101 in, Marico in Maricopa County, and we walk them through this whole facility and hopefully demystify the process. Uh, but no, neither of those two joined us since I've been in this office. Well, let me ask, go back to uh, the 17,000 George three for a minute. Uh, I realize you're still trying to figure out exactly what happened, whether it was toner or printer drum or something that caused these not to be printed the way that the scanners will read it. I guess my question is, why before the, the polls were open did somebody not run a couple of these test things through to see what the problem is? Some of what I've seen in terms of some of these ballots is there were clearly were gaps. 
my laser printer printed out like that, I'd say, well, wait a second. Why wasn't this checked out before the polls opened? So what are you, you're, you're saying you've seen examples where there were clearly gaps on well, those on those timing well, marks? Well, I've seen, yes. It, it's been... But there are gaps in them. It's, it's almost like a wide barcode well, all the way around the outside. I guess my question is, if the, if the printers, for whatever reason, toner, drum, uh, phases of the moon wasn't printing out right, why weren't some of these things run through some of the printed run through some of the scanners before the doors opened on Tuesday? I can take the all right. Thank you. My name is Megan Gilbertson. I'm the communications director with the Maricopa County Elections Department. That's a really great question, Howie. Um, we do uh, stress tests and logic and accuracy tests on all of our equipment. And when we do that logic and accuracy test, we print the ballots from the ballot on demand printers, as well as our um, central counting or this, the Runbeck election services, which prints all of the ballots, the early ballots that we send out. Um, those tests do uh, check all of those printers. We also do stress tests before and after each election on that equipment, running hundreds of ballots through some of those pieces of equipment, making sure that they're accurate. The one thing that's really important to point out is that through um, since we've had these printers, we've used the same exact settings. And so that was a unique thing that happened in this election, which is why our techs took a little bit more time to find a solution. So they were able to find the solution, and it was not toner. It was a fuser. And they had to change the heat setting or the, the settings on the, the printer to heavy uh, for all three of the, the types of printers that get sent out. And so when they found that solution, we were able to get that out. But for us, it was a temporary solution because it wasn't the root cause. Because we've done those tests, we've done the, the checks on the system, and so it didn't provide us um, that root cause analysis, which is what the board is going to do um, alongside the elections department after this election and after we can really focus on getting these results out to the public. But that is generally what happened on election day. Yes. What is that? It's basically, it's, I mean, this is very technical, and I'm happy to go into detail with you um, and with our IT folks, and we can send out some more information about this if you all are interested in it. Um, so it's basically, it's one of the settings on there that makes sure that we can have uh, the right thickness in paper, so it's the media weight setting is what it was. Thank you. Hang on a sec, let's go to Nicole, then I'll come back to you, okay? Um, probably for Supervisor Gates, but um, since we're talking about the Dropbox 3, have any of the door 3 ballots um, with the printing issues had to, I know that they're counting, but have any had issues being counted and have any of them had to be duplicated or done by hand? So I'm happy you you asked that because because I was going to mention that and I I can't say that there haven't been any that have had an issue but I know that what I'm hearing is they're running through well the results so far have been very positive on those uh, obviously we'll have more information as we move forward I do not anticipate that those are going to be part of the count that we released tonight but it's moving along well those are the early reports on those uh, seventeen thousand out of the box three. So if, if for some reason one does not read through, they would have yeah. to be done yeah. by hand? 
again? Yeah, we have these adjudication boards, and they will take a look at that. What's that? Duplication. Sorry, duplication boards will take a look at that. We'll, we'll produce a new ballot. So um, we'll obviously have more information. That has started not too long ago, but we're encouraged by what we're seeing so far. Do you expect those to be tomorrow night included, the $17,000? Yeah, yeah, we're going to get through them all first. I don't want to commit to that at this point. But again, I, I do want you to know that we've started that, and it's it's been very positive Can so far. Just, uh, yeah. You're listening to Maricopa County Elections uh, official Bill Gates is there. Also, Stephen Richer answering questions about the midterm elections and the vote counting on KTAR. Yes. So we anticipate that this evening they will ma- be mail-in ballots that were received Sunday and Monday. Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. Sunday and Monday, but not any Tuesdays for this evening's numbers. When will that begin? I would assume we would start seeing those tomorrow. Is that yes. fair? Yes. Let's go back to New York Times. Um, maybe this is for, for Bill and Stephen, but there's a disconnect in the sort of general uh, ether about the count here where the allegation from the late camp and all that is the slowness of the counting in their words, is due to some malfeasance or incompetency. And the message you are all saying is that the slowness is to ensure accuracy and election integrity. Can you discuss that disconnect and in broader terms of what this process is in terms of the integrity of the ballot and why it takes so long versus, you know, the speed that you want to get the results out as fast as possible? I think Recorder Richard went into quite a bit of detail on that, but... Um, I'm happy to, I'm happy to go further. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So I would suggest that you want us to go through every single one of those processes. When we scan it in, you want to make sure that does come from a registered voter who hasn't previously voted. And then when we go through that signature process, in fact, some of the fallout from 2020, which was an administration that I was actually not in this office for, was that the signature review process happened too quickly. Um, if anything, we have up the intensity of the process. Um, we have allocated more historic signatures to each level of reviewer. We have increased our training, and we have told that each reviewer that accuracy is paramount, um, not speed. And so we're adhering to that uh, program. And then each one goes into an audit queue. If it is marked good signature, the manager goes through that audit queue to make sure that the process is being done with integrity at all steps. Then it's sent to that bipartisan ballot processing team. Again, we don't want just people taking out those ballots out of the envelopes as quickly as possible and throwing them in a stack and getting them ready for tabulation. The first thing that they do is to make sure that it's the right ballot style that matches the serial code on the envelope to make sure that it is, in fact, for this election, um, to make sure that it was the ballot that was intended for that voter. Then, again, to make sure that we cast as many votes as were intended, we make ballot isn't damaged or make sure that somebody didn't write in red ink such that that would have to be sent to a duplication board. And board in election lingo just means a bipartisan group of two. I wasn't sure if Nicole did that. So, um, And then one thing that I, I failed to mention is that 
I had been previously asked about the curing process. That deadline, which I said was five business days, ends 5 p.m. on Wednesday evening. So please, if you're proactive, go to bballotready.vote. You can track all of your early ballots, bballotready.vote. You can log into your individual dashboard, and you can see if we have signature verified and if it has been tabulated. If we have not, then you can reach out to the Elections Department directly, and you can you can make sure that we cure it. So just to follow up, has the, any changes made since 2020 and given the concerns statewide and nationwide, are some of the changes adding to a little bit longer time with each ballot? It, it, incrementally, I suppose, because we are adding, we added an additional level of audit on the signature review process. Um, but uh, I can't speak to all of the practices of 2020, but it has always been that accuracy is the most important component of the signature verification process. A lot of questions being answered, Maricopa County election officials speaking to the media uh, about how much uh, more uh, ballots they need to count. Right, listening to KTAR. Um, in past years, when there were not races that are as close as some of these are, when did the county stop? When did the county stop counting? In other words, did, how long does it take to process votes? And does the fact that you have close races, does that really affect the length of time to count ballots? Yeah, I uh, no. The fact that they're close races doesn't make it last any longer. It said nobody. We don't have all these people in here when it's all blowouts, right? It's because you guys are paying attention. And and wh how we've gone here, we're going. This is very similar. Again, I'm giving you my anecdote from 16 years ago. I was here for days. There was a guy here. Um, we had some temporary workers. You know, I'd see them around, and there was a Clay Aiken lookalike from American Idol. If you remember Clay Aiken, the guy was a spitting image, and I saw him for days. I was here. That was 16 years ago. Nothing's changed. If the legislature wants to change it, make it go quicker. Make some of those changes like they have in Florida. We have to follow state law. We are right on track. Is, is there a lot of excitement? Was there a lot of election day? excitement, dropping off the late earlies, which, by the way, we said time and time again, really try not to drop off your late early on Election Day. It's going to slow the process down. But people did it, and that's fine, because that's their right. But then it's their it's our obligation, and it is their privilege as a voter to have us do this right. They deserve that. That's what this is about. This election is actually about the voters of Maricopa County. It's not about the candidates, and it's not about us. What so do you think about the numbers? That. Do you have data from previous years, the primary and uh, this year, uh, the general and the primary in 2020? How many days it took you to conclude counting the votes? Yes, and we covered that in detail in a previous press conference before most of you came to town. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's between 10 and 12 days, and it has been for at least the past decade. But you can see that in the canvas as well, which is a public document. It's on, I think many of them are on a website. So, uh, and if it's not, we can certainly provide that to you. But yes, it's generally 10 to 12 days. I can offer, uh, offer my own anecdotal experience <laughs> for what it's worth. Um, in 2020, the November 2020 election, there were 2.1 million ballots cast. I like to say that I won in a landslide against my then opponent, Adrian Fontes. I got 4,500 more votes than he did. So, um, But that took until a Wednesday, a week and a day 
uh, from election day Tuesday to find out that I was going to win that race. So based off of one, my one personal experience, this is entirely consistent with such a close race. Do you guys have a sense, a firm sense, of when the counting will be completed overall, and specifically the 290,000 in-person election day drop-offs? When will that be done? The 290,000. I think we've covered that in quite a bit of detail today. We're not going to, you know, anywhere from 60 to 80, perhaps, uh, will be released every day. You guys can do the math. We have 400 to 410,000. will be mostly done by early next week. And then, of course, Mr. Richard talked about the the curing process by state law. People have until Wednesday to cure uh, any signature that's still questionable out there. So that's a that's a small, tiny percentage of the total number of voters that will vote in this election. But yeah, that's that's when we'll we'll get closer. Now, will we get close enough in the next three or four days for? Uh, media organizations to start calling races, perhaps, and that's, uh, of course, your prerogative, but we don't call races, we count all the ballots, and count all the votes on those ballots. Howie, yeah, another question. Put a follow-up, what has to do with all those people who came in on election day with a little green envelope? It was members of your party and Mr. Richard's party <clears throat> who went and told people, don't turn it into the last day because of the fact it will give them less time to cheat and find all those fake ballots and, and to stuff the ballot boxes. I basically need some response from the two of you as good Republicans to the fact that it was the GOP that may have caused this problem in the first place. No, I mean, I don't know if that's universally so. I know that Mickey Nyland, the chairwoman of the Maricopa County Republican Committee, was encouraging people to either vote in person, feeding it directly into the machine on Election Day, or to get back your early ballot in a timely manner. Certainly there has been a lot of negativity towards mail-in ballots um, over the past two years, and as we saw in perhaps in 2020, that might have heightened people's interest in delivering it on Election Day. It also maybe changed voting patterns from what they were historically in Maricopa County from 1992 to 2018. Um, but, you know, if I were under the impression that everyone in the world was listening to me, I think that this would have falsified that because, like I said, for the entire month of October, it would still be lawful. I just wanted people to understand when in the tabulation process their ballot would be part of the results if they returned it at certain different time periods. All right. That's the voice of uh, Stephen Richer, Maricopa County recorder. You also heard from Bill Gates, Maricopa County uh, Board, uh, chairman of the Maricopa County Board of uh, Supervisors from Gatos. He's Chad. Uh, wow. About 40 minutes of a press conference yeah. talking about the midterm elections and why aren't all the votes counted. That seemed to be a big thing, man. Like everybody would be like, oh, I'd like to ask you about something. But there was always, uh, why is it taking this long again? Uh, why again? Welcome to the state of Arizona. Yeah. This is what happens every every time we vote. So uh, over a million votes have been counted. There are about 410,000 that still need to be counted. In Maricopa County. In Maricopa County. Last night, and you brought this up earlier, only like they only released about 62,000 votes in Maricopa County. It was, you know, we called it a dump. It was, it, was a, it was a small drop of votes. Expect about maybe a little bit more than 62,000 tonight, but that's about it. What are the votes going to c- come in later tonight? They are mail-in ballots from Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's what you're going to get this evening. But, but the biggest, there are two, I, I got two big stories from this. 
One, it is the 290,000 late earlies. Those are the votes where, you know, people get their ballot early, but they're late because they're dropping it off on Election Day. Those take forever to count. That's the first thing. Okay. The second thing, Bill Gates went after Carrie Lake and basically told her to shut her mouth on we're, we're counting it slowly because we don't want to see Lake win. Lake is always going to play the victim. Absolutely. Every, if she wins the governorship, she will play the victim. She will complain about everything. And it's not always all about her. Uh, I don't think these guys are slow rolling um, the, the, the numbers out. We'd all like to get the numbers uh, quickly. So that was kind of the two things that I saw uh, or heard. Here's two things. Uh, they wanted to make sure that everybody knows that they're, you know, uh, everybody else does stuff like this. Florida's different. You can't drop off day off. Well, actually, you can drop off day of. But okay, uh, so did they not know that, or did they lie? Because you're they telling may not me have known that. Maybe you got to know that. You can't just throw that out well, there. Well, I mean, you know, they say you can't, but I went on and I looked at three different articles and the sites that says, yes, if you forget the Maryland, if you do it, you can go to your polling place in the county and drop it off. Uh, the second thing is, you know, they're comparing it to Utah, to this, that, and the other. Uh, I'm looking around. Based on the numbers that they delivered, or at least they say they could deliver right around there, we're probably looking another five or six days. Doesn't mean we won't know who wins till next Tuesday or whatever, Wednesday. But if it's that close, yeah, for Lake and them, it might be. It's going to be a long weekend for them. Yeah. Maybe one of the other races could be called, but that's not their job is to call the race. Yeah. Their job is to and count that's the what votes. Really, like you were explaining earlier, the reality is people don't care about the last vote being counted. They want to know who won or lost. Yeah. They want the media to call it. Yeah. And right now, no race can be called. Because remember... Um, the, the example is, what if they call Mark Kelly tonight? What if, what if there's an organization out there that calls Mark Kelly tonight, right? Do you care if they count the rest of the votes? No, you don't care because it's already been called. And you if know, something look, went wrong, right. let's remember one of the most famous things in politics, Dewey right. beats Truman right. All right. in the paper. That didn't happen. We're going to come back. We're going to uh, discuss exactly what happened uh, in this huge uh, election official uh, press conference. You're listening to continuing Arizona votes coverage of the 2022 election with Gatos and Chad. All right. That was a heck of a press conference. Maricopa County election officials, Bill Gates, uh, Stephen Richer, voices that you've, you know, we had both of those gentlemen on the show on Tuesday. And it was really to talk about the tabulation uh, errors. And uh, that was a that was a mess. Uh, They touched on that a little bit. Uh, the number one uh, issue for you headline that came out of the press conference because there's about ten of them. Yes, and we're gonna we got another hour and ten minutes on the show, so we're gonna hit it all. But what the do number you, one issue for me? Yeah. is the fact that we know every year it's going to take a long time, so people should be patient. At the same time, why aren't we better prepared for some of this stuff with all hands on deck? Why aren't we expanding? Don't you think some all hands the, are on deck? But why aren't we expanding the vote count? You know, I would rather have more than not as many. Hmm. And I and I think that that is an issue I think people are going to be asking. Uh, and I get that, you know, we want to know what's going on the day of. And it's much easier when it's a blowout. Right. 
But that's not it. But I still think we we could start looking at some of the other ways that maybe expanding this, make this go a little bit quicker. And we want it to be right. Uh, but they're definitely taking it personal that people are asking questions. You know what? I'm sure people in other states are asking the same questions if they feel that we voted like now going on a week and we still won't, may not have a decision when it comes to our governor. So um, 410,000 votes still need to be counted. Tonight, you're getting the mail-in ballots from Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That will be the drop later tonight. Uh, there was a fight, uh, basically, here. It was Kerry Lake uh, against uh, Maricopa County, uh, the chairman. Uh, I always get it wrong. Chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, Bill Gates. So here's what Kerry Lake, here's her conspiracy theory. Again, whether she's going to be our governor or not, she will whine, she will complain. And you know what? Sometimes it'll be, you know, you'll understand it. But other times she's just making crap up. Here's one thing. There could be some intentional actions here to slow roll this. They always intentionally have the early ballots ready to go. We roll those out on election night. They favor the Democrats and they want to bring down the excitement for Republicans. They wanted to throw, uh, like I said, throw cold water on our movement. Okay, so you're saying, Carrie, that Republicans, who, by the way, Bill Gates is a Republican and Stephen Richer is a Republican, they're they're counting the votes slowly on purpose. That's what Carrie Lake is saying. That's insane. Yeah. To to what? To 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 hurt her? Yeah. To to. Uh, I'm still trying to figure why the slow count is purposely to hurt her because that's how she works, Chad. That's how this is going to work if she becomes governor. You know governor. what? Isn't this Everything the best thing is, that's ever happened to you? The slow roll and you figure you're going to win this thing? Everything is personal to Carrie Lake. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Milk this thing for as long as you can. Okay, so here's, uh, I can play a quick couple ones about what Bill Gates said. As far as the statement that we're slow rolling, again, I think maybe uh, Carrie Lake is saying that because she hasn't followed elections as much as, frankly, I have the last 20 years. Okay. He says he's not slow rolling. And I think Bill Gates, you know, he also said, uh, you know, there are people here that are, are really trying to count the votes as, as quickly as possible. Well, I believe that. Yeah. But of course, it's always against Kerry Car- Lake. It's always somebody else's fault. I'm always whining about something. Like a child. It's never, it's never my fault, Mom. And she learned that from Trump. And that's what we might have here in Arizona. Coming up next, 5 o'clock, KTAR News Expansion. Wow, a lot has happened today. Uh, and the latest on, on the polls and what's happening. It's a Gatos and Chad show.